Okay, welcome. Okay, welcome. This is your friendly quarantine podcast. Pretty friendly, I guess, right? Stay at home, kids. Uh, <laughs> I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. We're a married couple. He's a comedian. She's an actor. Actress, please. Thank you. <laughs> sure, actress. <laughs> um, so... That's an interesting little topic. There are people who... Did you trick me into... (laughs) (laughs) Was this a setup? I don't understand this whole, like, I'm an actor, not an actress. When men are not going around saying, I'm an actress, not (laughs) an actor. So, why don't you take your little term for you? <laughs> Wait, what, what What? side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the side of whatever I, the hell I want to do. Hey, that's fine. Is it? Is it? Uh, fine by me. What about society? You're going to have to take it up with them. What about society? You're going to have to take it up with them. I'm in a, I'm in a mood. You seem to be in a mood, I'm yes. I'm a bit of a mood. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm glad you're telling me now before, rather than before we started recording. I thought you knew. <clears throat> is no. this new? This is new? This is new. We've barely seen each other today. Well, that's true. So you missed like the crying jags. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I did. Which I like to do in private anyway. Sure. So that's fine. What if you? What you? if we were sitting in the living room and you said to me, uh-huh. "Hey, I'm just going to cry real quick," and then you just sat there and cried? Would you think it was weird, or would you be like, "Yeah, that's 2020"? Uh, look, I wouldn't think I wouldn't <laughs> think it was weird because I've seen broadcast news. <laughs> when that movie came out, my mom was like, "You have to see this movie. There's mm-hmm. this character that's just like you." And then I saw it, and I was like, "Um, what? Wow! <laughs> yeah, I want to rewatch it now." I guess because I'm sometimes like a bossy pants. <laughs> How are you? Let's enough about me. Enough about me. <laughs> let's let's check in. Where are you? Where, how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you holding up? I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's weird, but I think I'm okay. I feel. Um, I don't know. It's such a, it's a, it's a really weird feeling of limbo that we're all in right now. We're waiting for something to change, mm-hmm. for many things to change. Yeah. And I'm feeling that um, sense of being static. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we've got this pandemic going Check. on. <laughs> Cases are rising as the country opens up. Let me tell you how I feel about that. <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's, you know what I think the hoax is? Not the virus. Mm-hmm. Like we previously thought. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if you go back and listen to our other episodes, <laughs> we were very upfront about how we thought this was a hoax. <laughs> 
God, I wished I had. Honestly. Why? It just seems so liberating. To be so delusional? Yes. Yes. You know, sometimes I, I get the appeal of that, of just, look, the ignorance is bliss. They say it for a reason. And to be so... To, to retreat into a place of that, of like, I can't face this, so I'm going to say it's not happening. Exactly. <laughs> this is too big for me to like process. Like a denier. Like yeah. a denier. Like yeah, yeah, a yeah. virus denier. And you can say that about racism, too. You can say it about anything. You can say it about the Holocaust. This is too big for me to process, so I'm going to say no such thing. You can say it about vaccinating for measles. Mm-hmm. You can say it about anything. Well, I thought... <laughs> Do you think anti-vaxxers are like... <laughs> The idea of measles is too big for me to process. Yes. Here's the here's the real hoax. Mm. Capitalism. The joke <laughs> is on us. Okay? Just go back out there in the world with this infectious virus. Yeah, it's 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 demented. Just go on out there. Yeah. You might kill one of your elderly relatives. Or somebody you don't even know. But go churn out a buck or two so that you can add to the tax, you know, kitty. It's like, (laughs) what? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's the hoax. I I don't disagree. The joke's on us. The joke is on us. The jokes and the hoax. (laughs) Is on us. By the way, a lot of essential workers listen to us. It's true. We got a lot of feedback. And I have to say, uh, you guys are effusive and kind mm-hmm. and send nice uh, greetings. And um, thank you. I'll never stop thanking you for working through all of this. Also, uh, real popular with mail carriers. Yeah, that's that was lot, nice to find out. A lot of mail carriers yeah. reaching out. And you know what? I'm for saving the USPS. I think it's BS if they let it, you know, disintegrate. What? <laughs> I've got a platform and I'm... Yeah, it really, <laughs> it does seem like you had some talking points that you definitely wanted to I get didn't. to. I didn't. I didn't until it happened, <laughs> until the red light came on. Mm-hmm. All right, tell me, tell me your stuff. <laughs> well, I built a... Uh, yeah. Soft sound studio. Uh-huh. Uh huh. S S S. So uh, uh, that's not great. <laughs> three S is fine. Oh, it's the two. Three. It's three or more. Yeah. Okay. Um. Although S S also boats, so that's not so bad. Right, like the love boat. Yeah. So I wouldn't, but I wouldn't say I built an S S. What was the love boat? The S S. What do you mean? What was the love boat? What was it called? The S S. What? Wonder Wonder Man. <laughs> What was it called? The SS. Was it the SS Wonderman? It was something. It had to have been called God, something. What, what, I feel like I feel like this is something that I used to know. I feel like I can't believe you don't know it because you're like a trivia. Welcome aboard the. Welcome aboard the. Because they didn't say it was a. Lo- they didn't call it the love boat. The love boat. Am I allowed to do that or am I going to get sued? I I think we're fine. Okay. I think we're fine. <laughs> Exciting and new. If I don't hit the notes, is that really copyright infringement? <laughs> that's how you that's how you get around it. You sing the whole song, but you don't hit any of the notes. I mean, properly. honestly. <laughs> Here's what else I hate. Heat waves. 
Heat wave this week. <laughs> we're done with me already. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're God, not. You got me. Off, you <laughs> got me off to ask about the love boat's name. I couldn't go over with that. Now you're we're right. back to your. You know what? List of grievances. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You built your soft sound studio. Your soft sound. I built my triple stu- S. Your triple S. Your. Made out of that's right. Quiet as a snake. I I made it out of uh, moving blankets. Heavy moving blankets, uh-huh. and I made four, four and and photo studio photo uh, um, backdrop uh, yeah. stands. You're gonna tape my audition with that. That's right. I got an audition first one in 14 weeks. That's right. I'm sure it's fine to go back on a set. <laughs> it's fine. All right, keep going. So you built it all. You this, here's the thing. This is not really that much of a story. <laughs> Kind of a story. It's not. It's just checking in. It's really not. But you keep inserting yourself into it. I feel like it it makes it seem as if it's leading up to a payoff. There is no payoff. You know what? Those reviewers were right (laughs) about me. Don't read reviewers. I have to read them for the producing purpose. you don't have to read them at all. Well, okay. You don't have to read them. Any hoozles. So I I was very very pleased with it. Yes. it, It was... It threatened to because I had three stands, uh-huh. and I needed four. Okay, for the to make a little front. You needed wall. a square. You need, were going to do a square. I needed a perfect square of stands. I was missing one bar to hang the front up. So the I had the 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 rods up extended as far as they could go, and so it was fine. Except in the front, they were like bowing inward, mm-hmm. and I was afraid that it would collapse on me in the middle of recording. But now you have the fourth. Now I have the fourth, and now no more jobs. <laughs> you booked that one job. He I booked, booked that one job. He booked a day a day of work on um... a day <laughs> <laughs> on a on a cartoon. Are you I got to it was say? twenty minutes. I'm allowed, but who cares? Um, <laughs> so I did like a twenty minute session in my little fort, and it worked out really well. So now I feel like, but like. The the idea was like, oh, I'll get all this equipment, I'll get ready to go, yeah. and then the jobs will start pouring in. <laughs> that wasn't necessarily the idea. That was the secret hope, I think. But then the on one job is barely going to cover the stuff you had to pony up <laughs> to get. I'm, st- I'm still in the black. At the moment. Still in the black. Okay. Well, except for the pizza I ordered tonight. <laughs> it barely covered that, probably. That comes out of your money. That's not my money. <laughs> Um, yeah, I ordered like... That'll come out of your allowance. <laughs> oh my God, I wish I had an allowance. Can I get an allowance? <laughs> I want to be Carmela Soprano. Oh God. Please. <laughs> uh, wait, so this week, I guess, David Chase... Oh, yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of slipped up and said what the final moment... Are, are we allowed... It's fine. Yeah, we're allowed to say that. Yeah, he referred to we saw we saw an an anecdote. It's not even an interview. We saw someone relay this on television. Gail, I love Gail. Your friend Gail. Y'all, I watch um It's like CBS. There's a book. Morning. There's a <laughs> book coming out about the making of The Sopranos, and David Chase, in the course of being interviewed for that book, referred to that final scene of the series as a death scene. Yes, that like, uh, like that means like so- Tony Soprano got hit. Right. He got knocked off. But then he walked it back. He's sleep. He's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has to kind of refer to it that way because the actor himself is no longer with us. 
So maybe he started thinking of it that way in his mind after mm. that actor passed away. Perhaps, perhaps. All there I was know- some. I remember seeing pictures of Gandolfini's son as yes. young Tony Soprano. Yes. Do you remember that? Whatever yeah. happened to that thing? The prequel. Yeah. Um, it's probably coming out in month eight of quarantine. Because that was. I feel like that was. I, I don't have a sense of time anymore. Was that a? I feel like that was a couple years ago. No, I saw it was that like picture. it was like last year. Okay. Also, like it, it was like some article where they were like, he didn't, he hasn't seen it yet or something. I'm like, come on, it's weird. Who has who hasn't seen what yet? The I, I think the article was. Oh, like, his son has not seen The Sopranos yet. He hadn't seen it yet or wow. something. Well. Hey, James Gandolfini's son, you're in for a treat. <laughs> it's really good. When I remember, it holds up really well. I'm sure he had to watch it to play the character, even though that's the character's future, so he doesn't know what the future is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If you're playing the character, you don't need to know the character's future, because that doesn't inform your your performance in any way. It's true. You also might naturally, being related to the person, you might naturally have enough of their mannerisms. Well, of course. And, you know. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, my... I wonder, well, so the book, maybe the book is coming out because the prequel is coming out soon. We'll never know. All I know is that when that series ended, and we watched it live, I remember. Yes. Do it live. We did. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck and it, we'll we do did. It. We did it live. And then, <laughs> and um, I remember, like, screaming at the end. <laughs> Don't you remember being like, oh, my God. Like at the end, I remember being very uh, uh, surprised and shocked by it, but I, I don't remember screaming. I remember being like, I think what we both said was what, <laughs> what? I think we were like, what? I don't think we sounded that what? stupid. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I just have to say, like that series. Se- series finale mm-hmm. is like awesome i don't yeah. care what people say i think it's great there was like people who were mad about it yes and they're stupid yeah because if you're mad about that then you, i'm sorry you're stupid i remember at the time <laughs> there were people that wanted it i remember seeing that people wanted it to be some like big shootout or something <laughs> and it's like that, that never was the show why would that happen all of a sudden i don't know the whole thing was like so good. The whole thing was so good. Why haven't we rewatched it? I don't know. That's a good question. Do you know what we got to talk about? What? We got into a show we didn't expect to get into. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. The show everyone said to watch. Many, many people told us people online love this show. The show gets a lot of praise. We had seen the pilot, and we, we just, didn't like it. It wasn't like. Oh, that's even like too strong. It wasn't even like I disliked the pilot. I just didn't take to it. Like, yes, I it was seemed like, like a different show kind of in a way. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know about this kind of humor. Like, it's not my favorite. But then I didn't realize it turned into my kind of humor. That show? Is? Shit's Creek. Yes, it's super cute. I love the cast. They're, it's, the, well, I knew they're the cast amazing. was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never doubted that. Yeah. It was more like, oh, yeah, like uh, Green Acres yeah. or whatever. But is we're into the called? second season Green now. Acres. Yeah, Green Acres. When I was a kid, that show frustrated me so much, Green Acres, because the people were so 
Okay, so Green Acres, if you don't know, it's a moldy old TV show from the 60s that I watched in reruns when I was a kid. I watched it. And it's along the lines of, it's like the same time as Beverly Hillbillies and (laughs) Petticoat Junction. Beverly Hillbillies. But Green Acres is the opposite of Beverly Hillbillies. Exactly, yes. Instead of country people becoming. Rich city people, they it's a rich city guy goes to the country yes. to live a simple life. Still wears a suit. He wears a coat and tie every day. <laughs> he does. I yeah. don't remember that. Um, but he is the whole reason for getting out of the city yeah. would have been to wear a, a t shirt. You would. Th- <laughs> <laughs> so he and his wife, played by Ava Gabor, it's Ed- Eddie Ar- Eddie Arnold. I thought it was Zsa Zsa Gabor. No, it's her sister, Ava Gabor. It was? Yes. Okay. Yeah, let that sink in. Are you in sure? While we hear the weed whacker outside. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm positive. It was not Zsa Zsa. The yard work around here. Just give it a rest. So they go to the country to get... He wants to get back to nature. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to, but she goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he is constantly confounded by the simple rural folk around him mm-hmm. who seem to willfully misunderstand the things that he is saying to them. Really? <laughs> yes. Like, they just can't get it. They're like, you city slicker. Like, Pretty much, yeah. Kind of thing. They're like, oh, well, you can't do that because of this. Because that, you know, the train won't come in for another four days or whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's it, as a kid, it was like, I understand what he wants. Why does no one? Why can no one hear him properly? Oh, that, it drove me crazy. That's frustrating. Another show like that for me was I Dream of Jeannie, which was one of my favorites. Sure, I loved I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah. First of all, Barbara Eden was super foxy, gorgeous, and I wanted to like be like I wanted to wear that outfit and I wanted to look like her and I wanted to live in that pillow laden bottle. <laughs> You know, and, you know, it was just so good. And she was so, like, she was so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She wasn't, she wasn't, she didn't behave. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he was always punishing her. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's a domestic situation. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, it's very weird. It's a weird show because... So he's an astronaut. He finds her on an island oh, somewhere. that's right. He works for NASA. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And then he... So it's he, Larry Hagman. Larry Hagman. And then he, he takes her back to his swinging bachelor pad. Um, and then she causes trouble because she has magic powers. She is subservient to him, does whatever he asks, but takes everything extremely literally. <laughs> She and then never, once she makes magic happen, she seemingly cannot undo it. She she doesn't like being in her bottle. And he's always like sending her to the bottle. Yes. Like if company comes over, she can't be seen. She has to go back and in the bottle. And then she'll teach him a lesson. She teaches him a lesson all the time. Like she'll go in the bottle and she's like, I'm going to make this happen. And then he's like, Janie. I, <laughs> I do feel like every episode ended with him sort of like apologizing to her. I don't know. What a weird, it's been a long time. What a weird show. show. Like, how did that get you know <laughs> greenlit? That was what people did back then. They had all these weird oh shows. Oh my god! My I'm favorite so Martian. Jealous about. Okay, I love old TV stories and stuff like that. Like, I watched this documentary recently about Dominic. Um, 
West. Is that his name? No, that's the guy from The Wire. <laughs> Dominic Dunn? Yeah, yeah. Dominic Dunn. <laughs> Different Dominic. He had sort of he had such a fascinating uh life. Mm-hmm. And he sort of like stumbled into television when it was like starting, mm-hmm. you know? And like what I wouldn't give to get in a time machine. <laughs> And just show up around TV starting <laughs> because <laughs> that's where it's at. That was like the mm-hmm. time to be like, I have this wacky idea. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, kid, run with it or whatever. <laughs> and then you would like become a gazillionaire. Well, are you talking, was this like Playhouse 90 days? Like when they were doing, you know, Requiem for a Heavyweight and stuff like that? Or was it more like in the 60s? Like more in the six, 60s, I think, because... I want to say there was like, I want to say now I'm like conflating all my stories that he Don't do that. he was involved in that Playboy After Dark. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he was just on it though. I can't remember as a guest as one of like the party guests. He might have been. A, I can't remember. All I know is that <laughs> what was interesting to me about Dominic Dunn's story, besides the fact that he was like kind of an asshole, like, <laughs> but then he changed his ways. Like mm-hmm. he started off an asshole and then he, he kind of got better. Cause he was obsessed with status and fame, right? Yes. And he like basically talked about, I mean, he's no longer alive, but they had footage of him, you know, later in his life. Um, but, like, tragedy happened in his life. Like, you know, his daughter was murdered. and I mean, things happened in his yeah. life that I think caused him to. But what was interesting about him, too, was that he didn't really start writing his writing career until he was 50. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, like, awesome. I was like, oh, my God. Like, he just, like, went to a cab. He kind of had this moment where he, was, he went to a cabin and he wrote a book. And it was, like, unplanned. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. It was, like, he went to a cabin. You're not kidding at all? No. (laughs) You're being serious. I mean, at the time, he wasn't being a great dad and husband and stuff (laughs) because he, or or he'd already divorced, I think. But, Mm -hmm. like, he he checked out some. Mm -hmm. But he didn't know himself. That was the whole thing is that he didn't know himself. And so... He t- I mean, men can do that, right? They can just like take off and not show up for the kids. <laughs> I think that's sort of like a thing. I think it's frowned upon now. I think it's frowned upon then. <laughs> but anyway, my whole point was TV back then seemed to be so, you know, whatever you wanted kind mm-hmm. of a thing. There were, it would, I think like, what's funny to me is how it's changed very little in that they're always tr- chasing trends. So <laughs> when I dream, when like Bewitched was on, mm-hmm. then there was I Dream of Genie. There was My Favorite Martian. Like there was this glut of shows where there was like a supernatural element to it or an otherworldly element to it. Did you say Bewitched? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And was like, yeah, they were. There was. Did you, did you ever hear of a show called My Mother the Car? <laughs> no, that's weird. My Mother the Car was a real show. I don't think it lasted very long, but a woman, a woman dies and she is reincarnated as the spirit of her son's car. Was that like some advertisement thing? Like they were sponsored by GE or something? I thought you were going to say like an automobile company. (laughs) Oh, is that not an automobile company? GE? Oh, GM. GM, yes. Fine, whatever. (laughs) 
What's your son's with you tonight? I'm profusely sweating. It is very warm here in Los Angeles. I'm angry about the world. Yeah. I'm heartbroken about the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm anxious (laughs) about the world. (laughs) And that's why we do this to be a break for other people. (laughs) (laughs) I also, I've decided. Are you tired of your own anxiety? Yeah. Why don't you listen to ours? <laughs> I have decided that I'm addicted to my smartphone, mm-hmm. and I'm going No to... brand names, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to download... Blue bubble, that's all you need to know. <laughs> I'm going to download an app. Oh boy, here we go. That's going to help me break my addiction. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to work because what I really want is a substitute app to be addicted. Here's the thing. I don't think I'm addicted (laughs) to my smartphone as much as I'm addicted to social media. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you couldn't be addicted. You're not on the calculator all day. (laughs) (laughs) I just love my phone. I love all the features. Flashlight, on and off. (laughs) Like you could be reading like you know, newspapers on your phone all day, and that's not necessarily... That's not technically being addicted to your phone, yeah. I don't think it is. I think it's the social media bull Mm -hmm. shit. Say it, honey. (laughs) That it just... It it doesn't make me feel good. (laughs) It doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. And I hate that it's like this weird feature of like, if you want to be an actor, you've got to have followers. I mean, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. It didn't work for me because I have a couple followers and I never got a job. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess like, I don't know. What do you think? What is your feeling about it? Well, I, you know, I'm on social media a lot. And but since in the past few weeks, I haven't been on it in the same way that I am more sort of sharing stuff rather than. Posting my own things. Mm -hmm. I still will post my own things and, you know, try to be funny when I'm doing it. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I am. Um, But I, I have, I feel like my relationship to it has changed and I see it more of a, during this time, I see it more as a means of gathering and sharing information. Certainly like the, the self promotional aspect of it has felt absurd at this point, I will say this know. about the gathering information. I don't even find the information useful because I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Like there was like stuff going around about, you know, all of this um, activism movement stuff like defund the police or eight can't wait. And then like in a blink of an eye, all of a sudden eight can't wait was no longer like important anymore and then it like switched and i was like this is too much like i can't absorb and metabolize this information in a logical and thoughtful way when it is coming so fast and then there's all these like side dramas you know where you click on somebody's thing or statement or whatever and it's not like I just want the information. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know what's going on. I don't want to know the, Im- like. Yeah, but that's, but that's, that's out. Just a, that's an example, by the way. Absolutely. I totally I'm just understand. saying that's one tiny, like, yes. microcosm of why the information doesn't feel 
real. Yes. Yeah, I understand. I you know understand. what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's like a lot of times you have to ignore the quote around the tweet and just look at the information, you know, because people are trying to, I don't know, it's, it's, it's also so many voices that you're like, can I trust this person? I have, exactly. to do, I have to do research on who this is, even though I feel like I agree with what they are sharing. But, you know, I've had it where I've had that a couple of times where I've shared something that came like a good point that came across my timeline. Mm-hmm. And the people are like, oh, that person's the worst. And I'm like, well, that that terrible person and I agree on this one thing. <laughs> Well, another thing is I um I get I read a lot of times like comments or the the reactions to things mm-hmm. and suddenly like I'll see people get attacked for something and then I start to think well they're being attacked by people that aren't blue checks people on mm-hmm. Twitter and I'm like I don't think they're real. I think that they're right. like um AI. Yeah. They're AI because they're trying to like debunk or or like discredit or misinform or rile up emotionally. I know, but not everybody, not everyone who does that is a bot. Like there are people that do that just to do it. You know, there's that. It's so hard to navigate because there's people who are have actual beliefs, whether they're yours or not. And they will argue with you or insult you or whatever. Uh-huh. Then you have people that they just like to like. Uh, if you look at their feed, they don't tweet anything ever. All they do is reply to people and call them names or whatever. But my point is, what it, what am I getting out of this? Like, this is the truth. Like, what am I what am I getting out of it? It, it depends how you use it. You know, it depends how you like. Use I it. I like the amusing. Uh, points of view of people, yeah, because I think it can really crystallize important issues. Mm-hmm. Actually, like certain, you know, certain comedians or funny voices. You don't have to say me, but I know <laughs> who you mean. But I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to know what thought leaders are thinking anymore. I want to be my own thought leader. I want to be my own. Like, I have my own set of values, and if I listen too much to the noise, like, it scrambles my own values. It separates you from humanity in a way. There's ways, though, to to make it less noisy. And, like, you can make a list of sources that you trust to provide you with information and just look at that rather than look at just an endless stream. Right. You know? And you you can have separate lists for different things, for information or for humor or whatever. Maybe. So that you're not constantly just hearing a million voices at the same time. Maybe. I'm thinking I might want to try to find out a way to not look at it. Well, there's also the newspaper, you know, like you you could, we get a subscription to the LA Times. There's, you know, there's, there's many other. Well, I'm mad at the LA Times. (laughs) Why are you mad at the LA Times? Okay, so you guys tell me if this is right or wrong. Okay. <laughs> I subscribe I I clicked on the digital subscription. I did like a month of the digital subscription on the LA Times. Mm-hmm. Then I would see because I follow them on Twitter, they would post an article on their Twitter. So I'd click on the article. Mhm. 
and it would take me to <laughs> like the website, mm-hmm. the LA Times website. And then whenever I tried to log in, it would say, you don't have a subscription. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew that I had a subscription mm-hmm. because I signed up and I looked and I saw that I had all access digital subscription. Right. And it just like would not find me. I went on my laptop and I tried to log in the website and it would not find me. So I wrote to the customer service and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. But every time I try to log in, I get this, you need to pay page. And I have this and I sent screen caps of everything like they requested. I sent screen caps of my paid subscription it's going back and forth then they tried me they said try it again try this try that back and forth every time it's a different person you know and i'd be like oh my gosh thank you so much andrea and then i'd be like oh thank you thank you so <laughs> thank you so much chris for like it'd be like a different person and then the last one i got was like you have an all uh, a digital subscription so you can only um access things through the app. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. Um, it's called an all access right. digital subscription. Right. Right. Um, under what universe is the website not digital? That's r- that is, I did not see this coming. And then that's fucking ridiculous. And then they, I got kind of like, I got a little testy. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoever the final one was, you know, Dor- I speak to your editor, Dorothy or so, whoever the final person, because it was a mm-hmm. different fucking person every time. And I was like, please refer to all of my previous um, attachments. <laughs> I definitely like and I was like losing my mind. And then when they said, no, you only can see it on the app. You can't click on something off of Twitter and read it. And and I was like, um, I think that I should get a refund for the month I paid, uh, uh, you know, I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they um, they cut me off. They stopped. <laughs> <laughs> the, it was like crickets. It's been like two weeks. They haven't. Uh, they just hung up on you. Well, is that what not responding to an email oh, okay. is? Like they just. I didn't get the Okay. They just, they were, they were like, fuck you, lady. Right. <laughs> Karen, this <laughs> this Karen is trying to actually access her paid subscription on the website instead of the app. Can you get a load of her, this Kathy or whatever? And I'm like, okay. Um, so I canceled, obviously, my subscription because I was like, you know, what the fuck, people? What's an all? A- if you're gonna call it an all access digital subscription. Then give me all access. Here's here's to me the bottom line is if you have any if you have a subscription to the paper, you should be able to see that shit in any form. In any form. Well, you have except, a digital, the pay, except the pay except the paper. Except version. the actual but they're not delivering that. So, you know, you can go out and buy one, I guess, if you want. But if you have a digital subscription, yes, absolutely of course you should be able to see the article in a fucking tweet. That's ridiculous. I was so mad. You don't even know how mad I was. I was like so mad. Honey, I'm that mad now. <laughs> and you know what makes me mad too is I listen to the their... sequel. <laughs> 
I listen to their podcasts and stuff, mm. and I'm and like I listen to Dirty John, and I told everyone, oh my god, <laughs> you gotta listen to Dirty John. And not only do you have to listen to Dirty John, there was like a previous like serialized print story. You were about a part the- of the voluntary street team. <laughs> I was basically like, okay, before Dirty John, there was a serialized. Um, print story that the guy did about mm-hmm. like this couple in Orange County and like this fucking bitch like planted <laughs> fucking she got mad at the school or something and so she planted like drugs on the teacher like her and her lawyer rich lawyer <laughs> it was like this whole thing in fact at the time when this thing came out I like I called up busy I called up busy Phillips and I was like you need to um you, you need story. to option this story <laughs> because like you got to play this woman, you know, or whatever. And like, then she's like, I'm quitting acting. I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> but like, I was like, you got to option this. And then the second one came out and they did the companion podcast, the dirty John. And then I was like telling everyone from the mountaintops, Oh my God, you've got to listen to dirty John. Like it's so good. And then they made like the mini series and Connie Britton, like busy missed out because she could have done something? the whole thing. Yeah. The story is cuckoo. <laughs> and then, but then they had another recent podcast and I'm listening to it and the freaking journalist guy he's like telling me and I went to the panel I went to the Dirty John panel at the Ace Theater because Julie had the extra take my neighbor Julie and I like supported them so much and then um, the last one I was listening to the journalist guy was like please if you don't subscribe to the LA Times please like we're doing this work we're doing this journalism work and I was like you know what he's right he's totally right like I need to subscribe Mm -hmm. and then they fucking shut me out of my digital like what the come on LA Times (laughs) if you're listening make this right I don't know what to say like I I can't (laughs) can we talk about how the new season of the Dirty John yeah, adaptation. The, Be- the Betty Broderick. It's Dirty John colon Betty Broderick. <laughs> the, Betty, the Betty Broderick story. And the Betty Broderick story. The Betty Broderick story. And uh, Connie Britton, who was in the original Dirty John yes. TV series, is yes. still a producer on this. Yes. So I guess it's the same people producing this second season. Which is like LA Times Studios or something. Because they, <laughs> right. they like own the Which has, it, But it has nothing to do with the Dirty John story. No, nothing. So I... What I was saying is I hope they do a third season that's about like, I don't know. Another crazy Ted album. Bundy or something. And so it's Dirty John colon the, Bre- the Betty, <laughs> Betty Broderick story dash dash <laughs> Ted, Bundy. Ted Bundy. It has to be a California story, I think, because that's their whole thing. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, like Dirty John was like San Diego, Betty Broderick, San Diego. Are and- they both San Diego? What's going on in San Diego? I don't know. A crazy place. Comic Con. <laughs> Old Town. La Jolla. I've La only been Jolla. there like twice. I've only been like two, twice. It's beautiful. No, I've been there I three went, times. I went to a wedding there. I got as drunk as I've ever been in my life. I think you wedding. told me about that. Yes. I was kind of jealous. I wish I'd gotten to that wedding. <sighs> I still feel that hangover. Do you really? That was, oh. That's terrible. I remember, all I remember is, not all I remember, all I care to share, <laughs> is being on the dance floor. Holding a glass of whiskey, mm-hmm. whiskey on the rocks. I dropped it. It shatters all over the place. Come on. 
Somebody walked up and gave me another one. Really? Yeah. That's what that wedding was like. Are the is the couple still married? Yeah. 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 I think I would know who the couple was. Can I say? Yeah, if you want to. Was it Andy Kindler? Yeah. And Susan Malgin? That's right. Okay, yeah. I That's like right. them a lot. Stop looking at God. I don't like I don't like all that. You're nosy. I don't care. So we have a timer. What do you want me to do? We, what do you stop, want me to do? Stop being nosy. <laughs> we, have a, we have a timer. Why don't, you hi- why don't you hide your shit better? <laughs> I have nothing to hide. Well then what's the problem? Because you're distracted. So what? What do you want me to do? We're recording a podcast. <laughs> have you ever heard of multitasking? Women are good at it. Yeah, not well. <laughs> have you ever seen anything come across my text bubbles mm-hmm. where you were like, This is bad news. I caught you. It's a good thing I'm keeping an eye out because one <laughs> of these days. <laughs> One of these days is bound to happen. Honestly, if you were having an affair, wouldn't you have a separate? I hope to God. <laughs> and of course, I'd have a burner phone. I'd hope to. Of course, God. Of uh, course, it wouldn't be in the cloud. It'd be. A, it would be a flip phone. A flip phone. How yes. Are you gonna te- how are you gonna text your cheap ass whore? T nine baby. Cheap ass whore. How are you going to text her on a goddamn flip phone? You don't want to... No. Honey, when you and I first got together, we were on flip phones. I know, but that was like ancient. And we texted each other. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was something. We Should we not have recorded tonight? I don't know. <laughs> this might be our first lost episode. <laughs> I don't care. And so what? I'm a little testy. What is it going to hurt somebody's feelings maybe it is hurting somebody's feelings right now (laughs) is it hurting your feelings i don't want let's not name names (laughs) oh i can't be a fully realized human (laughs) i gotta be peppy i gotta be perky i gotta be genie (laughs) get in your bottle i gotta keep the smile going (laughs) i gotta cover up the tears with laugh (laughs) laughter what? <laughs> what I think of Lifetime movies coming to me right now. It's like a good Lifetime. Right? It's like a good Lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so. Please don't try to make us into a California story that will be the third Dirty John season. Oh, my God. Don't, honey, don't murder me. Dirty John. Please don't murder colon, me. Colin, the Betty Broderick story. Colin, Paul and Janie's podcast, Perils. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'll tell you this work. much: I'm not going to give my story to the LA Times unless they give That's me That's right. Unless I get a free yeah subscription. Hold on to those rights, and I want to be able to log in. Take it to the Sacramento Bee. <laughs> I want to log in from a website. If I pay for digital, I'll access. We can't go back to that. We can't go back. To All right, that. <laughs> I'm just like I'm Let's, mad as hell. I and I'm not. Gonna <laughs> I know Howard Beale. Let's talk about our plans tonight. Oh my God. Janie has never seen the movie Showgirls. Which came up on last... Okay, so on last week's episode, it came up because we want to watch this new documentary called You Don't, you don't know, know Me. But the problem is I've never seen what the documentary is about, mm-hmm. which is Showgirls. And so everyone's like, oh my God, you've never seen Showgirls? You've got to see Showgirls. you got to see Showgirls. And I'm like, okay, I'll freaking do it. 
I said it's true. I saw this happen. So we had a we had a socially distanced hang with our friends Mike and Cynthia, and showgirls came up, and they hadn't seen it because we I I was saying to them. We couldn't find it anywhere. We couldn't find yeah. it streaming anywhere. We looked on the streaming. We looked on the streaming, and there was like Showgirls Two. Showgirls Two, Pennies from Heaven. P E N N Y. I'm definitely not going to start with Showgirls. You can't. Well, you can't do that unless it's a prequel. <sighs> but um, so they said. Somehow we got to talk about Netflix. <laughs> we were surprised it wasn't on Netflix. It's Cynthia, and they revealed Cynthia that they still have. They are still getting discs yeah. in the mail. And then Cynthia was like, I got you guys. I got you guys. And we were like, what? And she pulled out her phone and she clicked and she's like, Showgirls is going to be at my house in like three days or something. And we were like, what? She gave us a disc. She gave us, the, <laughs> we had the whole experience. She gave us the disc and the envelope. I hadn't done it in such a long time. We got to put it in the envelope. <laughs> we drove to the drive through post office, dropped it in. And then Mike dropped it off. We and have it tonight. Mike, got, Mike and Cynthia got Showgirls. They watched it last night. Oh, now we got to get into this. <laughs> what, the Louis C.K. thing? <laughs> Wait, is that not what you're going to get into? No. Oh. <laughs> now I have to. <laughs> it's such a funny story. <laughs> All right. All right. Wait, so, what are you going to get into? No, I, I'll do this first. With the Christmas tree stand. <laughs> yes. So Louis, Louis C.K., the defrocked comedian. <laughs> he uh, made this movie called uh, I Love You, Daddy. And it was it was supposed to come out like right after the time that he got uh, he, everything blew up for him. And I was like, I want to see that movie because I bet it's terrible. <laughs> and Mike had possession of a screener of it. Yeah. And so, he, oh, because the screener, because what happened was it was supposed to come out right around like award season or something. Yes, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. screener, the first batch of the screeners went out to some union members. Yes, that's right. That's and right. So, because we were like, well, we'll get a screener. I'm sure we'll get a screener. Yeah. And um, but then they, like they were mailed the day all that shit went down. But then they like put a pin it. They like halted. They halted yes. the distribution of the screeners, yes, and only did. like a handful of industry people had their, gotten their hands yes. on a copy of "I Love You, Daddy." So Mike said, "I have a copy." It's a <laughs> great. We watched it with friends. It's a terrible movie. Um, and then I th- I thought this would be funny right. before giving it back to Mike, which I was the messenger, by the way. I picked it up and dropped right. it off. So you had left it out for me. I uh, took a sharpie and I wrote on it. Mike, thank you for being a true friend through all of this. One of the only people who understood me <laughs> and where I'm coming from. Love, love Louis C.K. Love Louis, yeah. So then Janie returned it to Mike. Then we find out it was not Mike's copy. <laughs> Mike borrowed it from somebody else. What's somebody else's <laughs> I love you, Daddy. <laughs> so there's some high up executive producer at Conan who has a copy yeah. of "I Love You, Daddy" that looks <laughs> as if it had been personally signed by Louis C.K. I think I even looked up his signature. <laughs> no way. His autograph. Yeah. I was like so mad too because I saw it and I was like, Paul, Paul, what did you do? And he's like, I know, isn't that funny? And I was like. 
this doesn't belong to Mike. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, that's even better. Give it to him anyway or something like that. I can't remember. So now the other thing is, uh-huh. last Christmas, last Christmas. I gave you my heart. That's right. Then the very the next very day. next year. Gave it away. The very next day. That's what's so fucked up about that song. Well, the day after Christmas. That person was not worthy. Not worthy. <laughs> um, so... We went Christmas tree shopping. At Christmas. <laughs> I just thought that was an important part of the story. You don't because think Because when, when did you think people would... Well, I just wanted people to know. Right. Please don't assume <laughs> that we bought a tree on St. Patrick's Day, and then it was just a brown fire <laughs> we trap. We went Christmas tree Christmas. shopping. At Christmas time. At Christmas. <laughs> I already said last Christmas. Do you remember you saying? Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> this was... We should not have recorded tonight. I can't wait to have another drink. <laughs> yeah. This is before you even had the drink. So we we went to the same place that Mike and Cynthia went. We had researched all these places. Yes. We're like, let's go to this place. This is great. Why did we like that place? There was like some good reviews or something. Yes. It came very well recommended. We had to go to the they had va- a good selection. Valley and we had to go to the, We had to go to the valley. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike and Cynthia, I think, had been there before us. Yes. They had. They had we been were, there the day before. Because I was, was like, it the day before? It was the day before. Okay. So we were texting. We texted them a picture. We got our tree. And they said, oh, yeah, we were there yesterday. Um, we forgot our tree stand. Then you and I had a discussion. Should we pick up their tree stand since we're still here? Yeah. We were so close to leaving. Yes. It's like, okay, yeah, let's get their tree stand. Like, of course we had to get the It tree was stand. a whole, I felt like Inspector Javert. <laughs> it was crazy. I had well, to first have, of I, all, this place People was- were passing me off to person after person. I think somebody, it was hilarious. And also this place was packed, by the way. It was packed. I mean, it was crawling with Christmas. Carolling with Christmas. And it was like, we need to get this tree stand. And we're like, well, how's your tree? First of all, I was like, how's your tree up? And yeah. I guess what happened was when they delivered their tree that came with like a stand. Yes. Or, you know. And they also got some weird variant of tree that, that needed its own special stand or something like that. I don't know. They have like a really tall room. Anyway. So we finally get a hold of their... Christmas tree stand. Which they didn't need at that moment. Yes. So, so we have it. So we stuck it in the garage. Stuck it in the garage. It's been there ever since. Today, Mike texts, I'm going to come by with Showgirls. I was like, oh, I know what to do. <laughs> Got that Christmas tree stand out of the garage. Put it on the front porch. Yeah. Went back out later. Still there. But he, he did drop off Showgirls. He, he was too fast for you. He was too fast for me. I feel like he must have been outside when he said, I'm going to come over and do this. Do you have an erasable marker? Because I think it'd be funny if you signed the Netflix DVD, Dear Mike, Love Elizabeth <laughs> Berkeley. <laughs> but then we wipe it off and then put it in the mail. What if I write an indelible marker on their Christmas tree, Sam? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and then drop it off at their house. We we were at their house the other day. We should have taken the Christmas tree stand. They were at our house last year at Christmas time. Remember? And they didn't take it. I don't remember. We forgot to give it to them. 
I don't remember anything before coronavirus. There was nothing. <laughs> Honestly, like it's like coronavirus and then that's it. Like BCE before Corona era. <laughs> I mean, how is this going to play out? (laughs) Well, that's a question for another time. I think we ought to wrap it up. We got to get this. You're no fun. I'm I'm a lot of fun. You're no fun. I'm a lot of fun. Wait till you hear my quips during Showgirls. I I just want to cut. Oh, my God, y'all. I will say this. (laughs) Y'all. Y'all, watching Showgirls with Paul is really the only way I can watch (laughs) Showgirls. Because if I, like, if I had to watch it with anyone else Mm -hmm. that's not as funny, then I don't know. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Also, what if I like Showgirl? Does anyone like it? Isn't there sort of like a, like, does anyone like it? I know it's like a... Boy, that's a deep question. And I I think there must be some people who like it on the terms that it wants to be liked. Which is what? I think it's here's the, here's my take on Showgirls. Okay, a lot of people consider it a bad movie, so bad it's good, whatever. Uh huh. I think that it's it's a it's a self aware movie, like it knows what it's doing. Uh huh. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. There was like you know riff tracks. Yeah. They got into they got into it with fans because they did um, Starship. Starship Troopers by and the same director. Riff Tracks is in case somebody doesn't. Riff Tracks is, you know, Mystery Science Theater. These people make fun of movies. They talk over them, you know, and, and do funny quips like like we all do since time immemorial. And so they did uh, one of the ones they did. Well, with Riff Tracks, you just download. You If you rent the movie or have the movie or it's on TV, you can download the, uh, the commentary um, and sync it up with the movie. And it's really funny. Which we've done a couple of times. Yes. For and other, greatly enjoyed. Other movies. And so they did Starship Troopers, which is by the same director, Paul Verhoeven. Okay. And Starship Troopers is a satire. And a lot of people were hammering at them saying, you can't do it because it knows what it is. It's a satire. It's intentionally that way. I see. And while that is true, that still doesn't mean that any movie that's a satire can't be bad. Right. Like you could, whether, whether it knows what it's doing or not, it still could fail. Sure. You know, and you could still make fun of it all you want because it's a free country. So <laughs> my my take on. The, they hate the First Amendment. My they Oh, they hate it. <laughs> I'm taking this mask off. Um, my take on Showgirls is this is this is based on having seen it a million years ago. In the theater? No, I think I saw it on video. OK. Like the world um, is that I think I don't think it's like an. It's an unaware bad movie. I think it's an intentionally campy, like absurd movie. Okay. But I don't think it's good. But an intentionally campy, like what's an intentionally campy, absurd movie that is good? Does do you know what I mean? Um, something like although I don't know how intentional it is, but something like Mommy Dearest, which is a really Look, you can that say this about good. Showgirls is that like is a good movie. Showgirls will be entertaining. It's it's off the charts bananas, right? Mommy Dearest is like it's ridiculous, but it's kind of a well made movie, you know. And there's there's genuinely funny I stuff in it. Call that a campy movie? To be honest, honey. Mommy Dearest, honey. Mommy Dearest is just the real story of 
Jen Crawford and Christine. Honey. <laughs> When's I, the last time you saw Mommy Dearest? Probably Before not you that knew long what the ago. word camp was? <laughs> no. Probably not that long ago. I I am here to also I watched Feud twice in case anybody <laughs> wants to know. Well, I'm I'm here I, to I'm here to tell you and guarantee you that Mommy Dearest is a campy movie. Okay. Maybe we'll do a double feature tonight. I don't you know that would require me staying awake past ten. You're not going to make it through Showgirls. <laughs> yes, All I right. am. I'm well, going to wait. We'll see. We'll I'm see. I'm excited to watch it. We'll see. I'm actually really excited about like our Friday night. It's going to be fun. I, I know. I started off grumpy. I apologize to our listeners. And you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wait. You said, <laughs> but our listeners did not say for better and for worse. You did. I thought it was for better or worse. <laughs> Wait. And I got to choose. Really? <laughs> I don't remember any of it. What did we say that day? We didn't say any of those, <laughs> those traditional ones. I've, we said know, some version of that. Who gives a fuck? All I know is I go by actress and I'm sorry to the world. And if you want to make a one word description, then all everybody should be called actress. The guys why? too. <laughs> the guys get it too. But Why? Why does that make any less sense than me being an actor? I, because I think that actor is the default. And I why think should that, that one be the default? I think I think that it's it just a man. O- I think that it just always it's a was. Man. Well, because there didn't used to be actresses. I think they were right because it's a man. <laughs> no, no. There's a there's a tiny distinction. But here, yeah. I'm not saying it. Here's the thing. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying. They were called actors probably because, you know, all, you know, the language back then would have been genderized, you know, male and female as well. I don't know. I'm not an authority, but I would say that probably the word actress came about when women started acting. And in the way they do that with every, they used to do that with every occupation. Well, I have some news from Aviatrix, you know. Women were acting. Before there were that's right, faking orgasms. Am I right, girlfriend? (laughs) Exactly. All right, let's wrap this up. I feel like we've sounded the dumbest on this episode of any that we've done so far. You know what? I don't. I don't want to be smart. (laughs) I don't want to be smart. If you listen to me because you think I'm smart, then I got news for you. Should we cut out the last fifteen minutes or the last (laughs) twenty? All right. Stay. Stay. Hold on a sec. We let's (laughs) a little. Let's ease down to it a little bit less abruptly. Thank you for listening. God damn. Thank you. <laughs> we should have. I Maybe we should have recorded tomorrow. I don't know. Well, you know what? You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Yes. Take care of yourselves. Until then, stay, stay safe. safe. Stay, stay safe. Sane. And stay, stay home. home. Ha <laughs>